digitization is currently experiencing an unimagined worldwide push. Connected devices are now part of many people's everyday lives, both in professional and private environment. The Internet of Things provides the technological basis for exploiting the full potential of digitization. The potential of IoT is well known and undisputed. But how do we actually implement it? And how can people and companies benefit from it? In this podcast, I meet with experts from Infineon, partners and customers, and we'll discuss with them how we can make IoT work. My name is Thomas Reinhardt. I'm your host, and I'm excited to have this great opportunity sharing this podcast with all of you. Today, I have Thomas Rostek with me. He's heading Infineon's division Connected Secure Systems. And together, we will have a discussion on the essential building blocks that it takes to make the IoT work. Hi, Thomas. Great to have you for this first episode of our new podcast. Hi, Thomas. Thanks for having me invited. Great. Some of our listeners might ask themselves why we talk about the IoT today. And they might be right. I mean, the term came up already quite a while ago. From your point of view, what is different than some years ago? And why shall we talk about IoT today? I think there are some good reasons. The IoT is reaching its breakthrough point as technologies and components work together more seamlessly than they have done in the past. And the infrastructure made huge progress as well to enable, for example, real-time communication. So here, 5G is a keyword. However, the answer to this rather simple question is not so easy. Therefore, I would like I would propose that we kind of talk about three topics. So what is new in IoT, meaning what has changed lately? Second, what are the challenges that companies that build connected IoT devices, independently if they are big players or startups, What uh, challenges they face when addressing the IoT with their business? And last but not least, how we as a semiconductor company can support such companies to leverage the potential raising from the uh, IoT, so from the Internet of Things. Great. So let's right start into it. And it's, it's always good to start with some numbers, right? I just read that according to Gartner, the analyst, there will be 25 billion connected devices by the end of 2021, which means that already today, in average, we have three connected devices per person. And we all know that it's just the beginning. So in your opinion, what has changed over the last years? Why do we see this huge increase of connected devices? I would say until some years ago, connected devices mainly have been computers and, and smartphones and tablets. And if I look at my own home, the, the number of these devices increased tremendously, also in, especially in the last year. So lately, new product cap, uh, categories, however, came up, such as smart speakers and smart home devices. And from my perspective, this reflects a, a major change. We see a development from the device itself where the user always interacts um, to getting more user-centric to benefit the user. So it's about the benefit a device can create for its user to make his or her life easier. To do this, devices start to seamlessly communicate with each other without the user um, interacting there. So for example, my smart speaker switches on my smart heating. But it also goes beyond that. The devices become more intelligent and able to interact. I mean, as you said, the IoT connect billions of devices um, and machines worldwide today, each of them equipped with 
powerful electronics, including sensors, wireless connectivity, and software. What used to require, uh, require a multitude of human efforts and industrial machinery can now be achieved by the smallest devices, which are autonomously process inf information, make decisions, and set a chain of actions into motion. Mm. And besides that, do you think that the pandemic that we currently face has also an influence on this uh, development? Yes, absolutely. As I already told you from my own home, so um, I think I have a, quite a lot more devices in the meantime. But overall, the pandemic, it, I think it gave a push to digitalization in all areas of life. So starting in the schools, um, starting at uh, work from home and all these, these, uh, these topics. So uh, digitalization is, is on the rise here. However, the development, if I talk about IoT, the development started earlier. For example, with the expansion of the 5G infrastructure, we see now mission critical developments to enable applications that require real-time com real communication, such as smart cars and smart factories. But also, there's another important factor, which is standardization. Standardization is an important lever to make IoT a success. For a long time, device manufacturers and service providers developed their own more or less proprietary solutions. However, if you want to really connect globally billions of devices, um, you require to have a certain standardization. So we talked about my home. So in the smart home area, um, the devices need, from different manufacturers need to work together. So in this area, the, the CHIP initiative, the Connected Home over IP initiative, is a good example for that. This is an industry-wide Connected Home over IP standard and is initiated by the Zigbee Alliance and is aiming at creating a fully interoperable smart home ecosystem, banning all the different companies and all the different smart home devices. And as a result, consumers should be able to add and control connected devices in an more uniform way based on smart home devices that are easy to use, secure, and reliable. And we are not there yet. Building up smart home is still requires a lot of knowledge for the end user, and this have to, has to improve. This has to be more seamlessly. Mm. So standardization seems to be one major lever to, to help companies to take some of the stakes of, of this highly diverse IoT market. I see that. From your experience and the exchange that you have with customers and partners, what are the challenges that they face beyond standardization? I think we, we need to differentiate here a bit. So on the one hand, there are devices that have been there way before IoT came up, even way before digitalization came up. Something like an air conditioning system, for example, my fridge or my coffee machine. There was no need in the original use case to connect these devices. But this changed, and with the connectivity, with the new possibilities, even these types of devices get connected to provide additional features, additional service to the consumer, and obviously in the end to increase the, the functionality, but also to increase the convenience. On the other hand, there are devices, so I would call them original IoT devices, whose original use case is building on their connectivity. It doesn't make sense. Their existence doesn't make sense without connectivity. So that's, for example, a smart speaker or a variable. And there are so many great innovations and ideas that are coming up right now. So this, this IoT is driving innovation. That's, that's really fun to see. 
However, these companies do not only need to manage their own innovative ideas, but they also need to take care of all the building blocks that basically every IoT device needs. So, I mean, sensing, computing, actuating, connectivity, security, and that's a certain challenge to be an expert in all of them. Before we talk about the challenges in in more depth and and how we can help solve them, do you have a concrete example for those innovative uh, or highly innovative companies in your mind that you could share? Yeah, um, let's talk about um, about a, a new device. It's called Get. It's a new variable which has been built by by Deed. It's an I would call it an ambitious and innovative startup team. And referring to what I was saying before, Deed is aiming to improve usability and also to help to reduce your screen time by using a combination of bone conduction technology and gesture recognition. So you have to imagine just you have to put your finger at your ear to do a phone call instead of using an earbud. And this wristband also allows completely secured contactless payment using NFC technology and biometric identification for each transaction. Credit card details are safely stored in an Infineon security chip inside of the wristband. And the wristband has a lot of other features such as home control, fitness, biometrics, or fingerprint authentication. And this combination of these functions make this wristband an amazing and helpful tool for the user. Wow. Listening to social and mail notifications, audio and text messages, and also answer phone calls simply by bringing your finger to the ear, that's really an awesome innovation. How come that a company with a good idea, but no deep know-how on, let's say, connectivity, or you also said security, can bring this idea to the market in such a short time? I think it's clear that certain building blocks are needed for every IoT device. And semiconductors make devices and machines smart, secure, and energy efficient. So sensors capture environmental information and convert it into digital data. Microcontrollers process this data and generate control signals. Actuators convert the control signals into actions. Connectivity solutions connect the device to each other or to the cloud. And security solutions protect data transmission and ensure the integrity of the device and the network involved. This sounds complex, and in fact it is. Therefore, especially startup companies with innovative ideas need semiconductor partners include their technological competence into components and modules that are easy to use and easy to integrate. And we do not only talk about hardware here, it's also about software and certification. So basically what we do is we bundle our competence, put it into a module, into a device and provide it to our customers. And we can call that an instant IoT. As companies can focus on their design and their go-to-market activities while relying on, on excellent semiconductor solutions that are easy to integrate. They can create features on their IoT device that make a difference and for themselves and for their customers. You now only talk about startup companies, right? What about the established companies, the big players that are well-established in the markets? Yeah, I, I think it's similar beneficial for them because also the established players benefit from the competence that we provide, but perhaps a little bit different. They save a lot of development efforts and reduce their time to market. Earlier, you used the term, I think it was two responses earlier, that I haven't heard before, but it creates a great picture in my mind. Instant IoT. 
can you explain to our listeners what what you mean with that instant iot you see we we'd like to call our solutions instant iot the application is as simple as preparing a cup of instant coffee you put all the ingredients into a cup steer it once and you're done so will it be that easy Potentially not, but we, we do provide the components in a way um, that it's way easier than to start from scratch. So much more, much more combined solutions already. So through the acquisition of Cypress, we have completed our portfolio on semiconductor components for the IoT. We can now offer all essential components for connected devices and for IoT applications from a, from a single source, which is also a benefit for the customer. So from sensors and microcontrollers to security components, connectivity, and power semiconductors, and the appropriate software. So startups or also established device manufacturers benefit from our system expertise and can quickly bring new products and services to market thanks to the easy-to-integrate chip solution. And you notice this easy-to-integrate is kind of a mantra. Ease of use seems to be an important part in the product design and, and also the production itself. But how can we, as a semiconductor company, support even earlier in the product lifecycle? How can we empower others to innovate? By giving product developers everything they need to succeed and let them fully concentrate on their product ideas, their differentiation features, their competencies, and their value add. We do give them an incredible time advantage with this easy to integrate clearly the development time and the time to market is shorted significantly and you get a head start versus competition so let me give you an example how we can help to solve the most critical iot design challenges and make iot design simple we provide a proven platform Many of our listeners know the Wicked Wireless Development Kit and also the PSOC Creator for Microcontroller Development. These two have now been brought together into the Infineon Modus Toolbox to support you for the rapid, easy development of IoT devices. Modus Toolbox gives developers a major advantage by providing them with an extensive ecosystem that includes all the tools, reference designs, documentation, they could possibly need. And it's shaped and inspired by real-world customer problems. And after the acquisition of Cypress that we closed last year, we are continuing to expand Modus Toolbox capabilities also with components from Infineon around the sensors, around the actuators, around power devices to create an entire system development environment. And this will then include the full range of our components from, as I mentioned, sensors to security to power working seamlessly. And with this, we provide a rich development ecosystem to accelerate IoT delivery. We now cover the entire spectrum, offering perfectly aligned hardware solutions together with software to simply integration. Ah. So thank you. That has been great insights on the latest developments and, and current requirements that we see in the markets. With my last question of today's episode, I would like to know from you, what are you expecting with regard to the future of the Internet of Things? That's a good question. I would say with the increasing amount of devices getting connected and the increasing flow of data that, that's being gathered, analyzed, and also transferred, we will see new ways in computing. Edge computing, meaning decentralized computing, will become more important. 
While in the last years, the IoT was characterized by centralized services, such as those in the cloud, we now can see a tendency towards distributed systems. Not every data captured by any sensor in the world can be transferred to the cloud in the future. Data volume, latency, but also privacy considerations are pushing many IoT architectures toward an, an edge computing and, and other distributed approaches. They still will be connected to the cloud, so, but many calculations will now be done decentralized. And we as an industry have the task to make the IoT devices easy and seamlessly to use for the end users who does not have to be an IoT visit. We have to make sure it connects easily with the cloud and the other devices. And we have to make sure all of this is done securely and respecting privacy regulations. Therefore, we are intensively working on bringing artificial intelligence into the edge device, further increase the level of security, while also working on standardizations across IoT devices and ecosystems. Thank you very much, Thomas. This brings us to the end of this first episode. Thank you very, very much for your exciting insights. It was really a lot of fun for me kickstarting our Make IoT Work podcast with you. Dear listeners, for more information, please visit infinion.io. We will publish the next episode soon. In this second episode, we will talk with Steve Hanna about the smart home revolution. Take care and until the next time. Goodbye.